Welcome to Liquid Church Media. The message you're about to enjoy was originally delivered live at Liquid Church by Pastor Tim Lucas. For more content, log on to liquidchurch.com or visit one of our campuses in the New Jersey metro area. Liquidchurch.com, where truth is relevant and grace wins. Liquid Church in Morristown is looking to God, not the government. The pastor of Liquid Church is challenging his church to think out of the box. A Liquid Church congregation in New York. A lot of people are cynical about religion. Tim Lucas joins me now from New York. I think when people hear the name of our church, Liquid, they assume we're a cult or a drinking fraternity. (laughs) And uh, we named it Liquid for one reason. Jesus calls himself the living water, and we think church should be refreshing. But this is literally bringing living water to a thirsty generation on the other side of the world. Whether you drive a beat-up Honda or a showroom Hummer, God loves you. When I came to Liquid, I'm telling you, it changed my life, man. Good morning, Matt. It's great to see you guys down, down under. My buddy's a golfer, and he said, I think heaven is like one long, continuous round of golf that goes on and on. Funny? That seems like hell to me. We're not a rich church. We don't own a building. We don't hold a mortgage. But we're trying to teach our people to be rich in good deeds. Well, our vision is simple. We take church to the people. So outreach is a core part of who we are. The pastor of Liquid Church asking his parishioners to take money rather than give. They come to church expecting to be shaken down, but we're saying, you know what? It's really all God's money, and he trusts you. So you were in the heart of Islamic terrorist organization, became a born-again Christian. How did you not lose your mind? Liquid Church, let's change this shelter. Liquid Church, let's finish their well. Wow, gee, I think I hit myself. So we really want to be the hands and feet of Jesus on a street level.
What's going on, guys? Good to see you all. Hey, want to welcome you to Liquid. Greetings to all of our campuses, New Brunswick, Nutley, Morristown, Church Online, whether you're watching on the big screen or watching on your laptop, your iPad, I'm thrilled you're here for our 2012 Vision Preview. Here's the deal. Every year around this time, I give kind of a state of the church address, kind of like an update on where we've been, the hills we see God kind of taking, and most importantly, where we see him leading us in the year to come. And um, it's exciting. Uh, This is a special church, yeah? This is a special church, and we serve a big God. Um, I was reminded how special it is by a man named Jim Stricciola. He is my daughter's fourth grade teacher uh, at the elementary school. My daughter, Chesa, goes, and I had never met. uh, This is a Halloween parade. He doesn't usually dress like this. Neither does my daughter, Big Bird. He was Superman, but Mr. Stricciola doesn't usually, uh, I I never met him prior to December, or I should say September 11th. Let me back up here. Um, If you guys remember, on September 11th at our campuses, our preachers, preach this kind of message uh, on, on perseverance. You guys remember this, a quit bell? It was all about perseverance. Don't ring the quit bell. Jesus never quit. You should never quit, etc. Powerful Sunday, just kind of, you know, remembering the events of 9-11 and all of that. And it was amazing because the next day, my daughter Chase walks into her fourth grade elementary class where Mr. Stricciola teaches. And he says, kids, what did you do on Sunday to remember September 11th? And the kids, you know, said, you know, I did this or that. And he said, well, let me tell you what I did. I went to this crazy church in Morristown. Uh, It meets in a hotel. And uh, it was, the guy was talking all about perseverance, about how the Navy SEALs never rang the quit bell and you should never ring the quit bell and perseverance. That's what the fourth grade is all about. It's about being a Navy SEAL and you never want to ring the quit bell. And my daughter Chase is sitting there. She's just kind of stunned. She goes, wait a minute, what was the name of this church? He goes, it was a crazy name. It was called Liquid. And my daughter, Chase, you know, she just kind of looked confused. She's like, my dad preaches there. And then Mr. Stricciola looked confused. He said, is your dad Asian? It was like the oddest moment of all time. It was, it was kind of crazy. You know, it's one of those moments that makes you shake your head. And so my daughter explained, no, no, no. Liquid has, you know, these three different campuses and three, you know, different pastors. And, and Mr. Stricciola said, well, tell your dad that the music was kick butt phenomenal. And I'm coming again next Sunday. Apparently, a coworker had invited him, and he has been coming every single Sunday since 9-11. Is that amazing? I love that. I love that. I love Mr. Stricciola, man. I call him Jim. He calls me Tim now. We're done with the misters. Uh, I love seeing that. In fact, a few weeks ago, I, I ran into him again at our Market Street Mission Outreach, where he showed up to actually hang ceiling tiles. And, and it was just the coolest thing as he's getting into community. I was like, that's why our church exists. It's incredible. I was praying for him last Sunday after the service and everything, and he was like, you know, Tim's God is doing something here. He's doing something. I was like, you know what, Mr. Stricciola? He is doing something. We're using first names now. I should probably go back and and rewind uh, this for some of you, particularly to the fall of 2008. This is about three years and a couple of uh, weeks ago. Our series, Unstoppable, where we first unveiled our vision for taking church to the people. We felt God calling us back in 2008 really take what we had in Morristown and and take it out across New New Jersey, I should say, really just launch kind of new campuses, this multi-site model of ministry, one church in multiple locations. And we felt God leading us to kind of, you know, ship church out to New Brunswick and begin a new campus there, then one with church online. And here's the deal. Three years ago, that was a huge stretch for us. We were only two years old at the time. But we trusted God was behind it. We kind of drew our inspiration from the early church in the book of Acts. Um, When the early church started growing, expanding, um, someone said, well, if their purpose or activity is from human origin, it'll fail. But if it is from God, you will not be able to what? To stop these men. You'll only find yourselves fighting against God. In other words, when God's spirit is behind something, when he's empowering a movement, 
It's unstoppable. Even idiots like me can't blow it, okay? And we believe that when we launched out in 2008, and guess what? We, we, from ever since, God has just, he's been unstoppable. We have seen him do incredible things to really send the gospel out in, a, in, a, in an amazing way in New Jersey. Since launching in 2007, we actually have uh, grown as a church from about 400 people to now 2,000 in attendance on, on Sundays. That's not just New Brunswick and Church Online. But our fourth campus in Nutley, New Jersey. Can we hear it for Nutley? Yeah, awesome. You guys in Essex County. Very, very, very cool. We now have over 400 men, women, and children who worship in Nutley every Sunday in Essex County. Uh, in fact, here is a kind of a fun fact. We now have as many people watching the message on the big screen as we do live in person. Is that kind of an interesting thing? That, that's kind of, imagine this. The Holy Spirit still works through pixels. It's amazing to me. But the, here's the deal, guys. It really is about more than the numbers because here's the deal. Our church isn't just growing wide, but also deep. I see four very encouraging signs of maturity. The first is really a laser-like focus on Christ. That is our whole purpose as a church is helping people who are far from God experience new life in Christ. And a couple Sundays ago, I'm happy to report, Pastor Chris um, actually performed our 500th baptism in Nutley. Yeah, we can hear it for Nutley again because those guys are killing it. Just awesome. You guys are rocking it. We have really championed Christ's cause here in New Jersey and around the world. This fall, we have teams of volunteers from Liquid have kind of just fanned out across the state. You can take a look here of guys uh, serving at our Market Street Mission Outreach. Look at Pastor Tom fake, fake lifting a shovel. That's just amazing to me. They're all pretending to do the dirty work there. But we had volunteers kind of crawling all over, kind of giving extreme makeover to the transitional housing to help guys in drug and alcohol recovery. We've had teams go to El Salvador in Haiti this November, very exciting, and renovated homes for uh, some of our neighbors who were flooded out in Manville. It's just incredible to see that because the whole vision of our church is you don't come on Sunday to sit and soak. The whole idea of Sunday is it's to empower you and actually put your faith in action during the week so that you can be the hands and feet of Jesus on a real street level. So we have a, a passion for Christ. We have compassion uh, for a heart for his cause, and we really believe in the power of community. Our, uh, our community in New Brunswick now is financially self-sustaining. They are thriving, in fact. In fact, they are paying it forward and now helping support Nutley in their first year. And all of this is happening, guys, because God has really blessed us with incredible leaders and generous people. Folks like you who have invested your heart, you've invested your muscle, you've invested your money to put it behind what God's doing. Some of you lead life groups. Some of you work with our kids at Liquid Kids or serve with our teens, touching the next generation. Hundreds of you serve on volunteer teams. Every Sunday you arrive early and set up the sound and the media equipment or, or you stuff envelopes in, in, in the office or fold programs or you pray for people after the service. None of this, none of, not one thread of this is, is possible without you. So in a word, I want, just want to say thank you. That's how I want to begin. From the bottom of my heart, thank you because of what you have allowed the Lord to do through you. Now, if I can just pause here and take a time out and just say, I honestly think one of the reasons God has chosen to bless us is because we've kind of kept the focus on people, not programs. We, we've never owned a building as a church because we don't think the church is about a building. It's about building people up, amen? That's the whole idea. And yet, we are running into some physical space issues. We are experiencing growing pains as a church. Um, although Morristown has sent out over 300 leaders, has launched a couple of campuses. Morristown is like a baby maker. Can we hear for the baby maker? Uh, that is an amazing thing, all right? Whatever's happening there, it's in the water. But um, seats are filling up at prime time in the morning services. We're actually approaching about 80% capacity on Sunday mornings, which is kind of full from a, a church perspective. Um, if you've ever been to our central office in Morristown, it is a bit makeshift to say the least. 
It's a hybrid of a college dorm and a warehouse. Uh, you can see poor John here working out of his, you know, cardboard office. Um, and it was amazing. That's appropriate. Four years ago, we started with seven staff members. Now there are 30. So our staff has been actually very gracious. They've learned to take phone calls on the sidewalk. They, they hang outside, you know, where they can get a little bit of privacy. It looks like Occupy Wall Street. It's ridiculous, actually, kind of, when you look at it. But um, they've worked out of the basement, cardboard boxes. But more than that, here's the deal. It is placing serious limits on our ability to minister to new people. I'll give you an example of that. Um, our Liquid Kids team now a- operates actually out of the basement. This is unfinished basement space. It is a little like Silence of the Lambs, okay? If you've been to our offices, it's like a medieval dungeon. And I went down there the other, the other day in the middle of the week, and there are these, you know, dozen ladies. They're, they're, they're on a folding table, folding like Liquid Kids materials for Sunday. There's like a single light bulb, like, you know, fold, you know, swing. I like put on my night vision goggles, like, you know, it puts the lotion in the basket. It's very Silence of the Lambs. It's very disturbing. And I appreciate that, but, but this summer we actually began looking for potential space for our Morristown campus, and here's what we did. We went out and looked at retail space, some of those big box retailers like an empty Staples or a Best Buy retail space out on Route 10. We said, you know what, that's not us. The whole idea has been church to the people, not way out there where they aren't. We even looked at warehouses in, um, in industrial parks in Parsippany and Florham Park, walking around, what would it take to renovate that paved parking lot? And we're like, that just hasn't been us. It's not about a capital campaign and let's bang up a giant monument and say, come to see the show. And that's fine because we said, you know what? At each step, God has provided exactly what this church needs. And sure enough, this spring, um, an incredible door opened. Um, We met with the owners of the Hyatt in Morristown and we had our annual we're out of space conversation. And they had a question for us. They said, well, candidly, Tim, they said, "Uh, we love liquid. And I'm like, oh, I'm sure you do. You know, like, Come on, let's get real. They said, well, what would it take to keep you guys here long-term? That was their question. I said, well, candidly, we, we, you can see we need central office space to, to begin with for our volunteers to meet and all that kind of thing. And they said, well, you know, we have these four corporate towers in the headquarters plaza. We, we, we have office space. I said, well, we need an auditorium about double the size. And they said, well, that's funny you say that. Would it be something like this? And they took out a set of blueprints. And they said about four years ago, we designed plans for a 1,000-seat state-of-the-art auditorium in the center of Headquarters Plaza. And we want to know if you'd be interested in being the long-term anchor client and being here more permanently. And we began asking about what this was, and a few years ago, they, they drew up these blueprints to actually um, create a space that was state-of-the-art about three times larger than the size of our, our current one. It would be, uh, be the largest auditorium in New Jersey outside of Atlantic City. And so they asked us, would Liquid be willing to become the long-term tenant here if we actually built your church a thousand-seat auditorium? And we shook, yeah, okay, yeah. There, there was, that was my reaction. At first, I was like, oh, yeah, but I was like, this is New Jersey. What's the catch? You know, there's like always something behind it. Honestly, I honestly didn't get too excited. I didn't even mention it to my wife that night when I went home. Because I was like, there's always kind of a catch behind it. I, you know, like, like, yeah. So we were very, you know, we were intrigued, but very cautious. And we said, well, what about our central office needs? And they said, well, here's the deal. County College of Morris is actually moving out. And we're prepared to offer you space smack dab in the center of headquarters Plaza Mall. In other words, we're going to give Liquid Church grade A retail office space on the ground floor of the mall. And we could even connect your office to the thousand seat auditorium so that you don't have to be a portable church any longer. Now there, yeah, 
Now, there are these moments that make you shake your head, and you're like, God or the devil? What is this? Like, kind of, what's behind this? Like, what's the hook? There's got to be a catch. And so we proceeded real cautiously and slowly, candidly, um, got to know the Fisher family who owns this entire complex. It's actually a, a wonderful family, New York City family. Um, they own all of the towers. They own the hotel. They own the movie theater. They own the parking garage. They own the whole complex. They built it. But they'd never done business with a church before. And they came out of New York City to come meet with us. And uh, it was really funny meeting with them because they said, now, let me understand, Pastor Tim, how many shows do you have on a Sunday? Uh, you know, they, they never really understood the whole church business. It's a surprise to learn, them to learn we're not for profit, okay, that we, we actually, you know, that we have no debt, but we have no savings either. And we explain that's by design because we're a tithing church. We give away our revenues. We pour into people. And they're like, well, we have some hard time getting our mind around that business model. Like, how do you, how do, you do that? But we're like, that's what the church is about. And in the end, they really saw the value of having a stable kind of anchor client who adds value to the community and, and to their bottom line. And by building this for us, they'll be able to recoup the cost of actually that, that auditorium by renting it to us on Sundays. That's an off day in their business, but then they're free to actually sell that space at a premium the rest of the week. So the win for us is pretty clear because it would be the Morristown Hyatt investing $3.5 million of their own money to renovate the terrace ballroom on the main level, expand it all the way down to the movie theater, to create a state-of-the-art sanctuary that is basically triple our capacity on Sundays, including kids' space on the main level at the conference center where we hosted Camp Rock. They would build this out to our specifications. Actually, would be a permanent installation of all of our sound, video, lighting, all of this. And I want you just not to miss this, not to miss this, guys, because this is a move from being 100% portable to a permanent footprint in the community. And so... After we talked for weeks and, and months, I said, can we just boil this down? Let me just get this straight. You're going to build us a 1,000-seat state-of-the-art sanctuary right here in Headquarters Plaza. In other words, next fall, we'd be opening church in the mall. Is that, is that right? <laughs> and they're like, yeah. I was like, well, don't get more New Jersey than that, <laughs> does it? Do you love God's sense of humor? Do you, are you connecting the dots of how this connects to our God-given vision? We take church to the people. And it was an amazing moment. It's a sacred moment. It's one of those moments you want to take off your shoes because it's a holy ground moment. You can't orchestrate it. But we realize this is the next level of taking church to the people. It's actually ministry in the marketplace. It's kind of like we're in Acts, uh, you know, in Acts when Paul goes to the Areopagus, Mars Hill. He goes out and reasons in the marketplace and spreads the, the gospel. And as I got to, to understand what God was doing, I was just like, this is amazing, God. Only you could dream this up. Paul says, you know, now to him who can do exceedingly more than we can what? Ask or imagine. And so as negotiations progressed this fall, um, God showed us incredible favor. Um, they made some mind-boggling concessions uh, to accommodate us and provide us exponential space increase actually at an incremental price. And it's absolutely incredible. Can you see this? Can you see church in the mall, ministry in the marketplace, guys? Do you want, in fact, do you want to see our new digs? you want to see them? I want to give you a tour. This is where it all begins. So this is the main ballroom at the Morristown Hyatt where we currently have services, but in 2012, we're going to be moving to a much larger space out in Headquarters Plaza Mall. It all begins here at the County College of Morris, right in the middle of Headquarters Plaza Mall. 
In 2012, Liquid will be moving its central office right here to headquarters. Imagine that, church in the mall. We have 8,000 square feet of retail office space that will actually be ministering to people, having leadership training and possible midweek worship. And what's more, we have an amazing opportunity. God has showed us favor, and we're going to be partnering with the Hyatt Morristown to renovate a thousand-seat state-of-the-art auditorium, the largest auditorium in northern New Jersey, outside of Atlantic City. Take a look. It'll extend all the way from here, headquarters, all the way down to Clearview Cinema Theaters. In my From the beginning, Liquid's vision has been simple. We take church to the people, and it doesn't get more people-focused than church in a mall. Can you see the vision? Right here in Headquarters Plaza, where we have thousands of office workers up in their corporate towers, where families come to take their kids to the movies, where people go out to eat at a restaurant. We're going to raise the banner of Christ, living out the gospel right here in the marketplace. This is Marketplace Ministry, guys, a whole new chapter of our vision in taking church to the people. Yeah, is God moving or what? It's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. It, it, it's, it, you know when things in, in life, when you're presented with an opportunity, you're like, is this, a, is this a God thing or is it just a good thing? I've had a lot of those, especially like in my marriage. When I, when I th- I'm like, I think it's a God thing, but then I really have to press it and force it and you get real white knuckled about it and you hold your grip and you're like, oh, it's just a good thing. <laughs> just one of my dumb good ideas and actually have to force it. This has been a God thing from the beginning. And it really is like God to provide something that exceeds and immeasurably more than what we can ask or imagine. Um, This is something, candidly, I never imagined would have happened when we launched out four and a half years ago. Um, And, um, you know, some of you who've been here from the beginning, you know, we began in a basement of a 150-year-old Baptist church with 12 people and bad coffee. Still have the bad coffee. And it was an amazing thing because we moved out of that basement to a local tavern. That's where we began calling it liquid. It wasn't just because we're a tavern. We want to keep things fluid. And then it moved to a hotel and then to a middle school and now church in the mall. God's on the move. And it hasn't been something that we have sought after or pursued candidly. But God's opened this incredible door. And we're like, you know what? We're going to take the next step. And we're going to just follow him through it because that's what we've been doing. And he seemed to bless that. Now, understand this. We haven't signed the papers yet. Um, we will be hammering out the details in the weeks to come. But we have agreed in principle to a point where I feel comfortable sharing this with you so that you can kind of catch the vision and see and understand some of the changes that are going to be coming in the new year. In the new year, we're going to relocate to that central office space that is smack dab in the center of headquarters mall. Um, We'll not only house our staff there, but we're going to use that kind of as a base of operations for leadership training, for life groups and classes to meet. Some of our life groups, we have one on Saturday morning, Dan Bove leaves with with men's group. It's incredible. It's grown from 12 to 18 to over 20, and they can't fit anymore in a house. And so the opportunity for some of our groups to meet for Bible study, for prayer, potentially doing, you know, some some midweek worship even, or even counseling down the line. Construction of the new auditorium would uh, begin in spring. Again, this is, it's 100% paid for by the Hyatt. But from our end, we'll need to provide a measure of financial assurance just so that they understand we're not going to bail or go bankrupt on them, okay? But on Sundays, we'll basically have full run of the mall, the entire concourse. It's over 40,000 square feet of, of space. So when you come up in the elevator, you're actually in church, okay? It's ministry in the marketplace. And it's been fun because as a staff, we were just walking through the mall the other day, and we're like, there are thousands of workers in these office towers, families coming to the movies, going to the restaurants and stuff. We're like, can you imagine what that opportunity is like to share about the good news of Christ? 
I, I was like, could you even imagine at lunch hours, you know, as office, t- as office workers are kind of coming down and, and we have a sign, you know, on our, on our storefront, you know, hate your boss, let us pray for you. You know, there's just like these incredible creative opportunities. But you got to catch this because the church is not about a building. And that's not why we're doing this. This is just the next step in our original God-given vision to take church to the people. It's about Christ, introducing people to the new life that Christ has for them and and trusting that he's going to change them from the inside out. I still believe Jesus loves Jersey, amen? We're going to see the gospel spread in ways that we can't quite understand or envision now across the state over the next decade, across the East Coast, candidly. And that's the context for what we're doing. With this expansion, I think God's positioning us, candidly, to expand our ministry in four key ways in the new year. Um, we've actually outlined them. I think they threw one of these in your program. Did you guys get, it looks like this little brochure. Pull it out. On the front, it says Christmas Offering 2012. And in there are four key ministry projects that we're funding through this year's Christmas Offering. Um, again, if you're, if you're looking for that, if you're new, each December, what we do is we challenge our people to give above and beyond their normal tithes and offerings so that we can pay it forward, okay? We can invest in the future. And if you know nothing else, remember this. Liquid is about serving others first, okay? Not ourselves. And the four areas of this year's Christmas offering that we flagged as mission critical are the first you've heard about uh, even in some of our uh, announcements, Operation Christmas Angel. That's right at the center of what we're doing, which we're hosting for the first time ever in three cities on December 10th. Operation Christmas Angel is where we treat uh, local families who are living below the poverty line. We give them a first-class Christmas brunch. It's incredible. Our people sign up. We serve them with love and respect. And it's follow that with a 100% free Christmas shopping experience for the parents. We're talking about single moms. We're talking about disabled folks, kids who are living below the poverty line. We are investing $45,000 to buy toys where the parents can then shop with respect and dignity, we gift wrap them, and they actually go home with Christmas presents for their kids. It's an incredible day. It's where the church leaves the seats and goes to the streets, and we just love on people in Christ's name. My life group serving together this year. I hope you will join us on Saturday, December 10th. When I look at something like that, and you might say, well, how's that related to campus expansion? It's a great question. I told you. Our space constraints are really limiting our ability to now scale our outreach efforts. We're now trying to do this in three cities perfect example. The leadership team who is actually planning Operation Christmas Angel, it's over 30 volunteers right now who are planning the outreach for hundreds of you, so you can serve. Do you know where they're meeting right now, where they're planning? In a Jewish temple in Clark, New Jersey. (laughs) Because as a church, we have no room that can hold over 25 people at a time. So so, so get this, we're planning Operation Christmas Angel in a Jewish temple, okay? So, so, So campus expansion, get the, okay, get the irony? It's actually perfect. Jesus, Jewish, the whole thing. You get it. Campus expansion is mission critical if we're going to scale our outreach and compassion in the years ahead throughout our communities. The third area that our 2012 Christmas offering is going to support is actually Spanish translation. In fact, you want to try this right now? Can you say Feliz Navidad? Feliz Navidad. Oh, bienvenidos a Iglesia, mis muchachos. You know, this is a. How many of you actually speak Spanish? I would be curious to know that. How many of you speak Spanish? Or you know someone who does? Okay, very interesting here. Um, What you just experienced is probably what about 20% of the population in New Jersey would experience if they were to walk into a liquid service on Sundays. Um, If you have visited Morristown this fall, you may have noticed that we've been piloting Spanish translation at our morning services uh, through the magic of, of technology here. Let me see if I can get this on. We are now translating the Sunday sermon into Espanol 
for our Latino brothers and sisters. And in 2012, our goal is to offer Spanish translation in Nutley and New Brunswick as well. I want to demonstrate how this works. You guys know on a typical Sunday, I'll stand up here and I'm preaching and talking away. Isn't this, look at this weird moment. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm telling you a story about Large Marge the waitress. She comes on up, right? Here we go. My kids are like, oh, you know, kind of thing. And she goes, what do you have, sweetie? Now watch the magic. Y ella dice, ya va, déjeme traerles el agua. Y cuando ella iba cruzando la puerta de la cocina, esas puertas dobles, tú sabes, otro mesero venía saliendo con el agua, le pegó con la puerta directo al brazo. Y ella, cerca de los 70 años de dolor y todo, el agua cayó por todo. That is literally, okay, what, what, when you put on one of these, you will actually begin hearing the gospel in their native tongue. That is muy bien, yes? <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I am so sorry. I'm not trying to be offensive. I butcher it with my Spanglish. You have been so, so, uh, appreci I appreciate our volunteer team because they are indigenous speakers and they have really been uh, invested a lot in this fledgling ministry. Um, and to me, it's a picture of the future. When we talk about the future because it says in Revelation, we're told the, the picture in heaven is that the, the, he had the eternal gospel to proclaim to every nation, tribe, language, and people. In other words, in God's presence, people are going to be lifting up the name of Jesus or Jesus Christ or what, in, in, in every nation, tribe, and tongue, and language. And so we believe that translation, candidly, is a key to the Great Commission, really fulfilling God's commandment to take the, the good news or buenos noticias, okay, to every tribe and tongue in our neighborhood. Think about this. Um, if you are from New Jersey, you probably know this, but Spanish-speaking households are now the largest and fastest-growing minority in our state. It's about 30% of the population in Morristown and over 50% in New Brunswick, okay? So a lot of these families, very interesting, as I've talked with people in our church, a lot of them are mixed families where the children are bilingual, um, and they candidly, they want to invite their parents to our church. So offering Spanish translation in the new year at every single one of our campuses It's kind of one of our cross-cultural goals for 2012. And so part of this year's Christmas offering is, candidly, it's just going to be going to purchase the equipment at all of our campuses to train our volunteers because it's a cause that will extend the gospel locally and globally. Now, you take a look at this when you go home today because there's an update on all sorts of things, our clean water wells uh, in El Salvador and Haiti. Um, this is exciting. You may not even know this. Did you know we own our very own liquid clean water drill rig? We own a drill rig now. It's unbelievable. It's been operating this fall. I'll tell you more about that in, in, in another week. But um, we're going through some of the footage from our missions teams that have traveled to Haiti and El Salvador this fall. Clean water is our signature cause. And here's the deal. I'm praying that some of you not just give, but that you go in 2012. Colleen and I are going to be on the ground in Haiti in April. We can't wait for it, and I hope you'll go with us. But there's a lot going on, not just locally, but globally in the year could come. And I hope that you see that God is stretching our vision as a church. In fact, this may, may come as news, but might as well just be clear about it. We will not be launching a new campus in 2012 because we are essentially tripling the size of our central campus in Morristown, okay? So as we move to our central headquarters space in the new year and kind of prepare for a new auditorium to come online in the fall, here's the deal. You need to understand this. This expansion is going to position our church for growth in the years to come. The best way to describe it, I think, is, um, this is probably a good way, you might relate to this. Right now, it's like we're a four-person family with a couple of kids who are renting out a two-bedroom house. You know what I'm saying in New Jersey? <laughs> okay. Where it's a little bit cramped. We know God has called us to have more kids and grow our family in the years to come. And there's this moment where you have to decide, do we make the move to something larger and more permanent that will allow our family to become everything that God has planned for it? And next Easter, 
our church, this church is going to be five years old, guys. Five years old. You know what that means? It means we're no longer a startup. All right, for, for the last five years, our sole goal has been survive. <laughs> survive. Can we make it to next Sunday? But our goal now is sustainability. How do we keep up with what God's doing without burning people out? And then scalability. How do we actually continue to export this to the rest of New Jersey? So what we're doing is basically moving to a hub-and-spoke model of ministry where our Morristown campus kind of will function like an airport, basically a central hub with spokes, you know, sticking out where we raise up leaders, train them, and then send them out on mission with the gospel, take church to the people. We've already launched, you know, three campuses um, here from here in Morristown, New Brunswick Church Online Nutley, and the whole idea is, here is that our new headquarters will position us to launch campuses five, six, and seven in the years to come. So this is a very big curve jump for us, okay? We are moving from 100% portable operations to a permanent footprint in the community. This is, this is kind of the idea. It's kind of like the heart and lungs of the movement. And that's going to allow us to actually breathe and serve other campuses at a higher level. If you're in New Brunswick or, or Nutley or you're watching online, you need to know this. One of the th- ways it will help us serve you better is you'll have a higher quality of broadcast content. Our new auditorium is going to be wired for HD. It'll actually have satellite uh, broadcast capabilities. And then starting this January, we're going to move towards a morning recording model in Morristown. And basically what that means is there'll be a week delay at our other campuses, which will actually give me some flexibility to get out and visit other campuses more regularly, okay? So permanence actually expands mobility a bit. So understand this, though. This is not going to change who we are as a church. It cannot change who we are. Jesus says, seek first the kingdom, and then what? This other stuff gets added onto you. In other words, seek first, bringing the gospel, loving on people, being about Jesus, raising his banner, and God takes care of the rest. And this is not about like, oh, let's fundraise money for more space in Morristown. This is about more ministry to people across the board, across our state and around the world. Are you feeling this? You feeling this? I hope you are. God's up to something big. And so we are trusting him to do something big and provide $300,000 by December 31st. That's our goal, to put us on sound financial footing so that we can enter the new year and, and really embrace everything that he has for us. Because um, some of you are like, well, you know, I, I don't understand. I thought the highest is paying for everything. You're right. The highest is paying 100% for our renovations. But we have to provide a level of financial assurance that we won't go bankrupt <laughs> or just bail out on them, you know, after a year. And this is personal. I just need to let you know this is your pastor. Some of our staff are even putting our own personal equity on the line to provide the financial assurance necessary to cement this deal. So understand, as your lead pastor, our leadership team is all in. We are all in. And I want to ask you, each of you, candidly, to consider joining Colleen and I to financially invest in what God's doing. Because we believe, we're we're all in for one reason. We're like, God is behind this 100%. This is not like 90%. This is not like, I wonder if this is a good idea. This is a huge step. And candidly, as we move on, there's going to be capital costs. For, you know, office equipment, matching chairs for the first time, maybe. Signage, you know, and a million other things. And here's the truth. We don't want that to dilute our focus on investing in ministry to people outside the church walls. From the very beginning, we have always said we exist for those who aren't here yet. That's why we do reverse offerings, guys. Why, why would you give away your offering to people who never got It's why we renovate shelters for other ministries. It's why we serve the urban poor at Christmas, because that's our heartbeat as a church. It's, it's like Isaiah 58 where it says, when you, cause, when you champion the, ca- the, the cause of the orphan and the widow, people who are helpless, it says, 
The glory of the Lord will be your rear guard. You know what it means? He's got your back. When you are about spending yourself on behalf of people who are closest to his heart, God has your back, and he has every single time. I'll be honest, uh, if I can just give you a little insider backroom conversation. When it came time this fall to do the reverse offering, we had to stop and ask, should we be doing this? Because <laughs> we're having these negotiations with the Hyatt, and, and Logic would say, no, 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 to stop giving, giving away resources. This is the moment to hoard it for yourself. And you know what we said? This opportunity, this opportunity is not going to change who we are. It is not going to change what we're about. Because this church was founded with a heartbeat to put the needs of others first and trust the Father, God, to provide them what we need. And you know what? He has every single time. God has always provided, always. And he's done it through generous people like you, candidly, who can see it. You see the vision. You have a heart that beats like his, especially for people who are far from him. You get it. You get it. And so that's why I want to personally ask you to just open your hands and invest in this vision. I am... Um, I'm not just hoping, I'm praying. I'm praying that God is going to stir in some of you so deeply that we're going to blow past that $300,000 goal and really have, have an amount that we need to make this move confidently with zero debt in January. So I just want to challenge you to do one thing when you go home today, this week. Pray. Talk to the Father. I totally trust the Father. I don't always trust you, but I trust the Father. <laughs> No, I do. I really do. And I trust what he's going to talk to you about. You know, I don't know how we do it in this my house. In my house, it's kind of interesting. Each Christmas, this is weird. Colleen and I, every Christmas, we try to kind of go up a click in our giving at year's end. We always want to kind of stretch ourselves, like not just with this church, but like go above and beyond our, our normal tithe. And so we typically ask, um, we don't talk about it together. You know what we do? We actually go to our corners and pray about it separately. We take a week and I say, you know what, I'm going to go pray. And I ask God to kind of give me a, a number and Colleen goes, and she asks God to kind of talk to her about a number. And then we just kind of lean into that for a few days. And then we, like, go out to Starbucks just to talk about it. And more often than not, we are so close, it is absolutely incredible. Do you know why? Because when you ask the Spirit to lead you, he will. He will talk to you. He will talk to you in your heart. Maybe it has enough to do with money. Maybe it has to do with muscle. But that's how we give at, at year's end. It's just about letting God's Spirit guide your heart. So just understand this. We're not going to hand out pledge cards, okay? We're not going to have a giant thermometer on stage next week. Look, we're almost there. This is that we actually trust the Holy Spirit to lead his people, okay? Amen? That has become a Christmas tradition for us as a family, and it's actually a joy to do. Um, we would, um, so what we did is this, guys. We put a special envelope in your program uh, today to make this easy. And if you take a look at that, it's got that little Christmas tree on front of it. It kind of matches the Christmas offering, and here's the deal. All gifts that are above and beyond, given between now and December 31st, are going to go towards this Christmas offering. So I want to first thank you in advance to just ask God how he wants you to invest in what he's doing in our midst. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I got some of our, our, our core leaders together just to, to share a little bit about this. And uh, I was driving with my wife, Colleen, and we pulled into the parking garage and we kind of, you know, turned off the ignition. We're about to go inside. And I said, well, let's just pray for just a minute. And we just sat there for a minute. And we were, we were just like marveling at like all God's done. And we just sat there quiet. And, and she said to me, you know what she said? She said, can you believe we get to do this? I love being your pastor. I love, I love doing this. 
I began doing it for free. My goal is to one day do it for free and just, and just say, you know, I just, I just love it. I just, it's so humbling to me that God has handpicked you and me to play our little note, to get to ring our little bell for the gospel here in New Jersey. Guys, there are some believers who are desperate to be part of a prevailing church. They want to be part of something where they can see tangible evidence that God's spirit is on the move. And we actually get to be a part of that. And and you know what? In other words, it's not like we open the Bible and it's like, well, that's something that just happened 2,000 years ago. It's happening today. God wants to reach lost people more than I do, more than you do. You know what? He's doing it. We baptized 500 folks in the last few years. In the words of Mr. Stricciola, God's doing something here. He's my favorite prophet at the moment. And I feel crazy blessed to be on this journey with each of you. It's going to be an exciting ride. Speaking of which, I want to invite uh, Dave Brooks out here, actually. Dave, uh, just to thank God for what he's doing. Dave actually serves. Would you give him a hand? Thank you, Dave. Thank you, my man, David. Dave serves actually as our executive pastor uh, at Liquid. He's one of the guys who's helping kind of, you know, build the plane as we're flying it. And he's been instrumental in our stewardship and really even negotiating a lot of these, uh, these expansion plans in New Year. So here's the deal. If you have questions, please reach out to Dave, Dave at liquidchurch.com. Uh, you'll see him at some of our campuses. He'd love to talk with you if you have any questions even about your giving. But Dave, I thought no one better than to just kind of thank God for what he's done because you've been one of the guys here from the beginning to see all that God's done in our midst. Amen. So would you pray? Can we bow our hearts in prayer? Our Lord God, uh, you are good. It's not just a line and a song, but um, it's what we know. You have been so good to us. To be able to give us immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine. We didn't think this up. Uh, We aren't here today because of our ingenuity, but you have guided and led and provided for each one of us. And Lord, we thank you. Lord, I thank you for every person who is listening today. I thank you that there are partners, that they have been willing to come alongside, that they have kindred spirits, that we, they are willing to stand with us shoulder to shoulder as we take church to the people. Lord, we thank you for for providing this great news, this good news, this buenas noticias as we've been talking about with our Spanish friends, the good news about you, that you are the hero of the story, that you have provided for each one of us new life, new hope, a new way. And Lord, I pray that you would guide us in this year ahead, that you would help us to take the right steps so we can see even more people come to the point where they recognize that you provide saving life. Lord, I thank you for what we've witnessed in the last few weeks, that we could see Mary Beth and Mark and Ryan and so many others go into the waters of baptism and acknowledge that you have transformed their lives. And Lord, that's what we pray for in 2012, that there'll be dozens of more who will come and share with us and know that you are the answer. So Lord Jesus, we praise you. We just ask that you would work in our hearts and our lives and guide us in this year ahead. We pray all this in your powerful name. Amen. Lately, it seems that we're getting more and more confused about what a church actually is. So let's take some time to set the record straight. Church is not a building, though a building can be used by a church. Church is not a denomination, 
though a set of beliefs should be important to a church. Church is not about Sunday, though a church should not forsake meeting together. Church is not about one person or personality, though every church should be pastored. And church is not about size or growth, though every church is called to make disciples. So don't think of church as an address or a location, but rather think of church as mobile and on the move. Don't think of church as something built or planted, but rather think of church as something deployed. Don't think of church as where you are for an hour each week, but rather what you are every day of the week, because the church is the hands and feet of Jesus Christ. Feet shouldn't sit still. Hands shouldn't be idle. Feet go. Hands do. This is the church. Church isn't what you're sitting through right now, because you are the church. Now go and be the church. Thanks for listening to Liquid Church Media. If you were inspired or challenged by today's message, we hope you'll tell a friend. For more content, log on to liquidchurch.com or visit one of our campuses in the New Jersey metro area. Liquidchurch.com, where truth is relevant and grace wins.